All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and real estate investing strategies to help you take your business and your passive investing portfolio to the next level. Today's episode is no different. I've got Evan Holiday in the studio today. How are you doing today, Evan? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. Man, I am uh, grateful and excited to have you back. It's been a minute since I've <laughs> seen you. It's been a minute since you've been on the show, but you're full of uh, great lessons and uh, we're going to dive into some great stuff. And for those of you guys who don't know about Evan, he is the uh, CEO at Holiday Ventures, where they focus and specialize in workforce, affordable and mixed income communities. And they're doing some really great things um, on the affordable housing side. So we're going to talk about some impact investing. We're going to talk about creating a phenomenal tribe. And most importantly, we're going to talk about the mindset of success, diving into how can you be a high performer? How can you operate a high performance level and be able to fall in the same footsteps of other great people, people just like Evan. So with that said, Evan, are you, uh, you ready to dive into things? Let's rock and roll, man. Let me ask you something. Are you hitting success yet you know that there's another level? or perhaps you're just getting started, you're trying to put all these pieces together, get your first deal, but something's holding you back. Or maybe you're going through a big change in your career and your life, but for some reason you just can't take the steps you need to know in order to move forward. Well, I've been having a lot of really incredible conversations with people who are in the exact same position as you are, and they've been able to make massive change happen very quickly. Whether that's doubling your income within just a few months, whether that's making some kind of big shift in your life and really unlocking that vision, or perhaps it's just getting clear on what that vision needs to be so that you can really take those steps. Of course, you guys know me, host of the Investor Mindset here, Steven Pesavento, and high performance coach. I've been working with clients for years, seeing and helping them see major results. And I'd love to set up a call to discover if it's possible to be able to help you with some of those same things. If you are in a position where you want more and you're committed to taking some steps to get there, then I encourage you to head over to investormindset.com slash discover and let me know a little bit more information about you. Set up a call and we'll jump on and, and we'll walk through a discovery process. Totally complimentary. You'll walk away with a lot of clarity. And if there's some way that I can help serve you, I'll let you know that too. So you can just head over to investormindset.com slash discover. And I look forward to serving you. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast. And I'm Steven Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite questions to start out is talking about looking back but rather than going back all the way to your childhood like we always do, let's look back over the last year, the last two years. We've gone through a lot of changes, a lot of development that has happened for each of us individually. I'm curious, when you look back over the last two years, what's been one of those most impactful things, one of those challenges that came up that ended up actually leading to uh, some great growth for you personally? Oh, man. Good question. Uh 
I feel like it'll, it'll take me a couple minutes to go through all the different learning lessons that I've had over the last, I mean, even just honestly, like the last week I've had massive learning lessons. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's how you always have to look at that life in general is where are the learning lessons. But I also think uh, like you and I talked about right before we hopped on, like the, the reflection of who we are and where we came from and where we're going is so powerful uh, because it, it gives you a sense of, of um, you know, reminding yourself to be humble and remember your beginnings because we were talking about how we first met at uh, Joe Fairless's best ever conference. I think it was like three years ago. And, you know, our, our worlds have completely changed. Both of our worlds have completely changed in the last three years. And within the last one to two years, uh, there's been many, you know, just macro shifts and micro shifts in the way I look at my business, myself, my identity. Uh, I think a couple of the biggest ones have been we, I joined a mastermind uh, of just high level rock star people last year. Uh, and that really helped catapult not only my network, but the way I look at things, especially going through the pandemic. Uh, not to mention, I mean, that's a whole nother learning lesson is the pandemic in and of itself. There's so much I learned and I grew honestly so much because of the pandemic, because it puts you in a scary situation. It puts you, it forces you to think outside the box and think differently. Uh, because I mean, I, you know, we're working on developments of 200 plus unit communities, affordable housing, and these things take like two years just to even start construction. And then they, and then they take another two years to build it. Uh, and so these are really long-term investments, long game strategy. Um, but the, what scared me was, it was like, wow, we are literally in, in the middle of like, at the time we were in the middle of like three different development projects, you know, over 600 units. And all of a sudden the, the financing literally closes up They're Like from March to June, it was like, nobody was financing deals. Nobody was closing deals. And we're in the very early stages of our development. And these, you know, we still had like another year left. And I was like, man, I, like, I didn't see things going down this way. Like, is this the end of holiday ventures? Is this the end of, you know, me doing affordable housing? Uh, and it, it took a lot of introspection. But I think the biggest thing what we learned was like, you have to, in times of uncertainty, you have to uh, seek out advice. You have to seek out counsel. And that's exactly what I did. I, I think I called like, you know, 40 or 50 different people in real estate, uh, advisors, people I look up to, people I respect, people in my mastermind, in my tribe. And I figured out, said, hey, what's going on in the market? What's what's happening? Uh, when is money going to start moving again? Are we are our deals dead? Are they on? And luckily, we were able to put a pause on things and then eventually restart it. But a lot of good came of that, out of that. We got more creative with our deals and our financing and the way we think about structuring our deals to be more conservative and to protect our investors and to protect ourselves. Um, So honestly, too many lessons to go into, but I I think that's one of the biggest ones is uh, learning how to, how to handle a pandemic and and how to handle uncertainty. Well, it's going through these times of change and challenge where we actually, it ends up really catalyzing and codifying who we are as leaders. It's because during that kind of a moment, you have the option to look at it through the lens. And obviously I can tell the lens you looked at through, maybe we can dive into that as well, but it's through those times where change happens, where the things aren't expected. And we have to, as sponsors, as leaders, as business owners, as investors, we have to be able to ebb and flow with what's happening in that moment. You know, all of a sudden 
uh, lending dries up or, uh, you know, the appetite for development dries up. I, I can uh, uh, echo a very similar feeling during the pandemic. We uh, all of a sudden went from having a, a property under contract and uh, uh, we're in the middle of fundraising to, is this going to close? Are we going to, should we close yeah. this? What's happening in the world? Should we be selling properties? And uh, it's during those times of uncertainty where uh, you really define yourself as an operator. And it often, the question comes up, have you been through a recession? Well, uh, fortunately uh, for our experience, we all have at this point. Now that recession was short-lived, but the decisions and the actions that we took as sponsors and as operators, and for all of you listeners as investors as well, um, is what helps you understand how you deal with those kind of times of uh, difficulty and challenge. And for us, we went very conservative. We sold assets, we went to cash, we still were looking at purchasing things that made a lot of sense, but we went into preservation mode. Other people maybe got more aggressive. Nothing wrong with any of these decisions had things worked out differently. Uh, I think we'd be very happy uh, with the decision we made. We're still very happy. But what I'm curious about is how do you look at that uh, challenge uh, what's the lens that you look through when you're dealing with these challenges and how do you keep yourself moving forward with an identity that will support you to be able to get through those hard times um, and over to, you know, a little bit more stability again? Yeah, great question. I think honestly, what's really helped me uh, kind of through, you know, through th thick and thin uh, of, of tough situations and crises and, and uncertainty has been really uh, thinking about like the highest and best version of myself and also thinking about who I, who I aspire to be, like, who do I want to be and who do I look up to and how would they make decisions? Uh, you know, this is, this is also something I teach my coaching clients within affordable development mastery, where we teach them how to do affordable development, exactly what we do and do affordable finance. You know, we say, Hey, what would Evan do or what would so-and-so developer do? You know, what, what would they do in this situation? How would they handle that? Uh, and I think we sometimes forget about that. We just think about, okay, well, all the things that could possibly go wrong. And, and, I, and I constantly have that battle in my own head too. I think we're all, we're all human. We all have that conversation, you know, of, you know the, the smaller version of yourself that wants to retract and wants to avoid problems and avoid conflict. And then the highest and best version of yourself that says, hey, like you're never going to know what the solution is unless you start asking questions, you start uncovering more information. Obviously, you're only, your decisions are only going to be as good as the amount of information that you have. Uh, so being able to dig into that and, and figure that out instead of curling up in a ball and trying to say, you know, a huddle, huddle back and, and pull back. Um, I think having that, uh, like removing yourself from your own body and saying, hey, you know, you don't have to retract, you don't have to be scared. And you really, there's nothing to be scared about other than what you're creating in your own mind. That honestly, it happens to me a lot. Uh, and I just have to walk myself back and say, Hey, you're bigger than this. Like when we, we have contract uncertainty, when we have deal structure uncertainty, when we have negotiation uncertainty, you're always going to have uncertainty. Uh, you know, especially the, the bigger, the bigger deals you do, the, the more deals you do, you're always going to have uncertainty. Uh, and in order to be able to get across the finish line, you're going to have to be able to face that head on. And so I think I just remind myself of, of that version of myself that does take that head on 
and the, the idols that I look up to that I aspire to be like. Yeah, that's really powerful. This idea of creating an image of who it is that you look up to that could navigate through any of those treacherous waters and then to ask yourself, well, what would they do? How would they act? What would they think? And then actually install those thoughts and beliefs into your, into your own brain. That's really, you know, the core of changing your mindset is really taking right. on those. And I think it's, it's so helpful to be reminded of that because there's something you talked about here, which uh, I don't want to uh, let that slide past the audience is this idea of uncertainty because uncertainty is everywhere, right? And our ability to deal with uh, uh, uncertainty uh, in our environment is key to our ability to live happy, uh, successful lives and our ability to truly be able to flow through those times because naturally we want that security. We want that certainty. It's one of the reasons why people love investing in real estate and creating cash flow and passive income is because it, it gives them the ability to feel more of that security. But our ability to step into uncertainty and to be able to navigate that is so critical and key. And so what are some of the things that you do outside of identity work? What are some of the things you do to give yourself that strength to be able to navigate uncertainty with even more ease and uh, train yourself to not have certainty as your number one human need or the number one thing that, that, uh, that you do need? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a couple of different things that have worked for me. Uh, one, uh, I do meditation as much as I can. Uh, I try to do it on a daily basis, but that has been, uh, it just kind of gets me more centered on what's, what's important and what's not important. And also, uh, and, and we just hosted our affordable development mastery clients this past week. And I told them exactly this. I said, I said, look, your job as a developer and really any successful business person this applies to is you have to keep an even keel and you have to remind yourself to keep an even keel. So that, that means, you know, keeping like this homeostasis drive of like, Hey, you're not getting, you're not ever too happy. You're not ever too elated. You're not like going over the top celebrating. You celebrate your win and you move on and you're never getting too low. You're never like getting down in the dumps. You're never beating yourself up. You know that there's a way you just have to get back to that, like even keel homeostasis and getting yourself in the mindset of saying, Hey, people are looking up to me. People are relying on me. People are, I'm responsible for others and, and their well-being, and their, and they're trusting in me. So it's up to me and to be able to perform day in, day out and keep that even keel. Uh, I think we, we lose track of that. And especially like development is so there's, there's gotta be 500,000 decisions that we have to make and in each deal and, and all those decisions you have to make, there's, there's lots of ups and downs. Like literally we say that our deal dies a hundred times before we get it closed, but as long as it lives 101 times, then we're okay. And I think having that mindset of saying, Hey, look, like things are going to go up, things are going to go down. Um, but it's up to me ultimately to, to push things forward. And, and I have a responsibility based on my goals, based on my family, based on those that trust me and, and look up to me and, and I provide for. Um, so I think meditation helps remembering to keep an even keel. Uh, and then also um, hiking. I hike a lot. I think that's another you know, form of meditation, uh, getting out into nature. Uh, and then also I rely on my partner, Jeanette. Uh, she is, you know, kind of my right-hand person. You know, I, I run a lot of things by her. 
And I think that's so important to have a trusted, she's like a trusted advisor. I, I joke with her. I tell her she's my consigliere because <laughs> she really does like, she helps me just give honest, candid feedback. And I think if you have somebody in your life to, to share ideas, to share thoughts, to share concerns with, that helps me um, go through tough decision-making and uncertainty uh, with a little bit more ease, because I know that say, Hey, you know, we kind of ran through all this possible solutions and it's gotta be probably one of these. And that gives me a little bit more certainty that I need to take action. Yeah. All of those things are really good. And what I liked you were talking about there is you're connecting it to something bigger than yourself, other people, the people that rely on you, um, and you're bringing in some accountability. And, uh, I can imagine that somebody like you, I know we met through one of my you know, favorite people, Trevor McGregor, um, you know, obviously we connected in person, but we have that mutual uh, relationship. Talk to me about the impact of coaching and mentorship and how coaching has helped you be able to break through some of those habits, some of those mind um, blocks that we end up having to really be able to put you in this position where only a few years ago you were working for someone else and now you're running and doing your own developments and, and you've really been able to grow, of course, while also, you know, investing and growing your wealth. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I tell everybody I know, I said, if you have not had a coach in your life, you need one. Uh, coach Trevor, he, he really helped me tremendously. Uh, and I think it's people like him, people like yourself that help guide people. You know, it's like a guidepost and it helps you cross the, the bridge through the fog. You know, you, you can't see one more step in front of you, but you know that you have to keep taking that step forward. And that's exactly what having a coach in my life helped me do is help, help me leave my W2, help me commit to myself where I knew I, I was capable. I just didn't hundred percent have that full confidence and belief in myself uh, to really take the leap. I said, you know, I'll take the leap at some point in the future, some point in the future. And then eventually I was like, you know what, now with the support of a coach in my corner, um, I have that confidence. I have that belief in myself and I have the tools needed based on his experience, based on what he's seen, based on being able to kind of unlock um, barriers and limiting beliefs in my mind. Uh, I think it's hands down one of the most powerful things anybody can do. I think that and joining a mastermind will literally shift the way you see the world. It will shift your network and it will honestly just make you a, a happier, more successful person. And what, what is it that ends up coming out of coaching? What is it that happens during those sessions? Because I think sometimes people end up hearing about coaching and they think, well, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. I don't need the accountability. I'm already a hard worker. Is that really all it is? Or talk to me a little bit about what your experience has been. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I thought, I honestly thought the same thing when I got started, I was like, well, I'm already a type A person. I'm already driven. I'm already <laughs> successful. Uh, you know, why would I need that? And, and I think it's kind of what I just described. It's like, they help unlock uh, a new path. You know, you see a path in your head for your future, or maybe you don't even see a path. Maybe the path is hazy and they help guide you down a new path that literally creates an alternative reality for you that says, Hey, look, there's a new way. There's another way. You don't have to go down the road that you're currently going down. And they help really just shine the light on that. And then you ultimately have to take the action. You have to put in the work and you have to take massive action in order to go down and be successful on that new path. But it, it literally just, it, it veers your direction in a new direction and helps you shift your mindset to say, Hey, there's other options. 
Um, I don't, I think accountability is a part of it, but that's only one part of it. Yeah. It's so, I'm so glad you said that because there's something that happens when you're working with a coach. I just can think of all the coaches I've worked with and I work with a number of them because, you know, in all these different parts of my life, they help me make an impact spiritually, um, doing shadow work, uncovering things from the past, doing business specific coaching. Um, and of course, you know, masterminds and connecting with other people, you're going to get some coaching in a, in a mentorship kind of capacity being surrounded by others. But that idea of helping unlock another path, seeing what you cannot see, what you maybe haven't seen or that has been blocked. And sometimes that's just through asking some questions and all of a sudden you have this epiphany, this realization. It's such a beautiful process. So I appreciate you sharing that with the audience. For all of you guys who haven't experienced that, I highly encourage you to step in to something greater and to step out of your comfort zone and find somebody who will help you be pulled forward, push you out of that so that you can really step into even more. We've been talking about a lot of really great stuff. I feel like um, I could just sit and talk to you for hours and, uh, I love this, but I know something is near and dear to your heart. You've obviously been building up, uh, development. You're specifically working within the affordable housing area. And as a part of that, you're able to receive tax credits. You're able to build uh, housing that stays nat that stays affordably uh, or that stays affordable for your uh, tenants uh, as a result of some of these strategies that you do. And you teach people that and that you've obviously talked a little bit about that. But as a part of that, I know that it comes down to this idea of making an impact. So let's talk a little bit about how you're making an impact and how other people can start thinking about making an impact when they're investing. Because, you know, even here at Von Finch, we've got a phenomenal investment um, right now that we're working on where we're, you know, we're installing uh, nearly a, a thousand kilowatts of solar on the property. And that's going to make a huge impact. Now, we definitely yeah. sell it based on the income piece because that seems to be what investors care about. But at the end of the day, we know we're making a huge impact. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about your philosophy on that. Well, first off, I love that you're doing solar. That's amazing. Um, so really, I think what it boils down to impact investing, I believe, is the way of the future for investing. It already has become that on, on Wall Street, on Main Street. We have you know hedge funds investing hundreds of billions of dollars into corporate social responsibility, uh, impact investing, and, and environmental um, social governance or ESG investing. And it's really to boil it down to a nutshell, impact investing is exactly what you said. It's either Im Im impacting through your investment, either the environment through sustainability or an energy efficiency. Um, it's in, it impacting your residents or your clients, whoever you're serving with your business, uh, being able to positively impact them to be able to create a brighter future for them through your investment product. Uh, and then also positively impacting the, the surrounding community. Uh, and so I think the, the really cool thing is like any business can be an impact investing business or be an impact driven business. Uh, so, you know, I spoke at a, at a mastermind all about this. And one of the examples I gave was, so what we do is we do affordable housing. We help families, like you mentioned, typically they don't pay any more than 30% of their monthly paycheck. So they can actually afford to live where they are. We build brand new. And then not only that, not only are we providing that affordable housing, but we're also layering in resident empowerment where we're creating, like we talked about life coaching. Like we're, we're working on it right now. We haven't fully implemented it, but part of our big goals is to actually provide at, you know, at cost or for free 
life coaching for our residents because we want wow. to truly impact their lives and mm. shift the way they see the world and help them live a better life and help them get out of affordable housing. Um, but there's so many other ways, like you don't have to just do affordable housing, like your investment itself doesn't necessarily have to provide the impact, but there's, there's, you know, indirect ways that you can do that in your business or even your investing. Um, an example we gave was like, you think about self-storage, like at the, the high level, that doesn't sound like impact investing. It's just like a box to store your things. Well, think about, there's many different ways you can get creative with that. And one of them, like you mentioned is solar. You could literally put solar on the roofs. That's a great way for environmental impact. Uh, and not only your investors can get a recession resistant return out of that. Uh, and then another example would be like, if you could work with, you know, a local nonprofit that's helping families that, you know, are recently displaced or recently homeless, and they just need a place to temporarily store their things for, you know, two to three months, you could provide, you know, two to five units for that nonprofit. Uh, and that, really wouldn't hurt your bottom line too much, but be able to provide massive impact for those people that are going through a tough situation. Uh, so I think there's countless opportunities. I think just thinking creatively, thinking outside the box and, and ultimately thinking how you can help others. And in return, it's, it's massively going to help your returns and your overall impact. And you're going to draw in investors that are truly driven for impact and say, hey, I want to actually, I want to get a great return on my money, which they probably already are. But I also want to do some good in the community. I want to feel good about my investment. I think that is, uh, it's such a beautiful reminder because as financial people working in the financial industry, you know, our duty is to go out and preserve capital and then also grow capital, you know, be able to create great returns, create passive income, you know, uh, and create, you know, great tax opportunities for folks as well. And we do that. We do that very well. And we talk a lot about things from that perspective. But one of the things that I've learned here at Von Finch, and one of the things that's been true kind of through and through, one of the, I think the things that people are attracted to working with us is that, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to the story that you tell. What is the property that you're buying? What is the impact that you're going to be making? How are you going to be able to, uh, make a direct impact in the lives of those tenants and not be uh, that bad landlord that people want to talk negatively about on the news and really be that landlord, uh, that owner, that investor that is making uh, a real difference. And I think, you know, coming into it with that kind of mindset is really, really smart. Um, what have you found uh, to be effective for being able to marry those two philosophies? Because one thing that I've found, and I've seen this, is that sometimes people can get turned off by the idea of impact because they feel like it's going to negatively impact their bottom line. But I, I don't know if that's true. Have you found it to be? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I've heard that as well. Um, but I will tell you, for every one person I hear that, that has that concern, I have nine people that say, hey, I see, I see the impact we're making and I know that it's basically going to come back to us tenfold not only through our returns and investment, but also through our return of impact. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is uh, when you are giving out uh, love and support and, you know, like we do with resident empowerment, you are gaining a, a tribe a, of people, of residents that are forever grateful for your community, for the services that you're providing. Uh, and that, that comes back tenfold because you have, they want to stay there longer or, or they, they end up living uh, a, a better life by gaining more income because of the education you're providing uh, and eventually getting out of 
affordable housing or whatever the community is, and then telling all their friends, say, hey, these guys really take care of you. They really provide for you. They really care for you at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. And I think that care, you know, as we've seen, there's, there's property managers that do not care, that do not, you know, that all they care about is collecting the rent paycheck every month. And that's all they care about. And because of that, tenants notice, residents notice, and they move on. They say, hey, this, this doesn't feel like an inclusive community. It doesn't feel like they care about me whatsoever. So I'm going to find a place where I feel loved and I feel like I'm actually getting something out of living here. Uh, and so I think that's, that's the way investors should look at this is saying, hey, not only does it help my bottom line, uh, but it also is helping the residents who then can help the property long term. I think it's one of those things that's so beautiful uh, that I love about this industry is that, you know, our focus is definitely on going out and finding amazing deals for our past investing clients and putting these opportunities together with great operators who are executing on our behalf together, you know, to be able to create great returns. But one of the things I love is when I get to go walk every single unit, because I want to get my eyes on, I want to meet these tenants, I want to understand what they're going through. And I start seeing the way that people are living. I can see that people have pride in their home. And I can ask them these questions. How have you been treated? What you know, kind of issues have you dealt with? And you end up realizing the amount of impact that you can make simply by going and buying a property and just being a better operator. There's yeah. so many times that I walk through properties that we're buying. Um, thank God it's not after we've bought it. Thank God it's not after uh, we're selling it that we're experiencing these feelings. Um, but I, I look at the residents and I think, man, you deserve better and we're going to help you get it. We're going to help give it to you. And it's not just a story we're going to tell in order to you know, sell you into living in this place, but we actually want you to feel that come through. And when they do, those folks, they want to stay. You have to remember right. that one of the great things about real estate is that we have the opportunity to directly impact people's lives. So I think it's so beautiful that you've made this such a key part of your focus. Um, it's definitely a key part of our belief system here at Von Finch. And I'm I, I would love to continue the conversation any way that we can. If people, listeners, if you guys have ideas or things that you think would make an impact in your community, please do pass those along. I know everyone would love to hear them as well, because we're always looking, hey, how can we create a bigger uh, impact as a result of the work we're doing? And, you know, dollars and cents, it's got to make sense, but uh, it definitely, you want to do good things as well. So with all of that said, I feel like we've dove into a lot of uh, really amazing things here today. Um, what are some of the things that as you're looking forward in your business, as you're looking forward in your own personal growth and development, what are some of the things that you are excited about from a growth perspective? And what are some of the, the things that you're starting to make these shifts towards um, that you believe are going to make a big impact in your life and your employees and team members' lives and in you know, the lives of your, uh, your people? I love it. Uh, big questions. So I think what really what we're focused in on over the next 12 to 24 months and what we're most excited about really is we have really created a, what we believe is a really amazing um, not only process of development, we've really systematized everything we've done over the last 12, 24 months. So really what, what we're at a point now is we, we have this massive pipeline and not only do we want to get those closed, but we want to create a network of um, teams all over the country that can do exactly what we're already doing. 
And so I think that's the biggest thing is we figured out a system that works, that has impact, that gives back, that does creative financing. We do public-private partnerships. We work with our impact-driven investors. And we figured out something that really works and we want to you know, pour gasoline on the fire and, and really grow this thing. Uh, so really focusing, doubling down on, on capital partners, uh, recruiting rock stars, and, and also just aligning ourselves with impact-driven investors. And then I think outside of our business, I think just new technology that's kind of blowing my mind is blockchain. Uh, I think that's uh, going to be a, a game changer for the way we do deals, the way we close deals, the way we do due diligence on deals. Um, also, even the way we have investors sign up to our deals. Uh, we'd like to, and we're, we're still very early stages brainstorming, but we want to eventually create a system where we can have even our residents be part owners in our communities. And basically, you know, a portion of their rent, as long as they keep up a monthly, you know, paying monthly and, and their steady rents, then a portion of the rent could go towards equity. Uh, I think that would be just a massive game changer in the way our residents not only think about the community, but also the way the residents think about life. You know, that, that literally shifts when you give, you know, when you give somebody the opportunity to gain equity and they take advantage of that. I think that equity changes people's mindset. Um, so just some of the things we're excited about. And then, of course, really just figuring out how we can as a team um, be able to to sustain that growth and to be able to grow that team quickly while keeping our uh, culture of just, you know, working hard, playing hard and having a lot of fun and having a lot of impact. I love it. I love it. My friend, this is such a great conversation. Uh, I know the audience is going to be really excited to be able to follow along on your journey. Where should people go to follow along with you on what you're doing in the world and how should people reach out if they do want to get in touch? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd say the best place is evanholiday.com that has all the links to all my websites and, and they can connect with me further there. Wonderful. Well, that sounds great. We really appreciate you uh, joining us for another phenomenal episode of the Investor Mindset Podcast. It's been great having you on, Evan. For all the listeners there, I want to ask you guys, I want to encourage you guys to ask yourself this question. What did you learn today and what can you go directly uh, take action on applying in your life today? There's got to be one lesson, one thing that you can take away and you can start using it immediately to start making impact directly in your life and the lives of others. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, thank you for joining for another incredible episode of The Investor Mindset. It's such a joy to be able to share these beliefs, these thoughts, these ways of living with each and every one of you guys because I just know the power that it can make. And for some of you, for the select few of those people who are truly committed to going after their goals, the people who really believe that there's another level from where they're operating right now, the people who are ready to make change happen rapidly. And even if you're somebody who is stuck, who knows what you need to do, you know exactly the strategy, but for some reason you're not doing it. For those people, there's another option. There's another level that you can reach. And and what I've noticed after coaching tons and tons of people through this process is that there's a simple formula. And when you can start to understand how to unlock those pieces within yourself, you'll start to feel more vibrant. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll start to make more money and you'll start to enjoy the process through and through. 
So if you're somebody who's in a position, you're ready to make change happen, you're ready to invest in yourself, you really believe that the best investment, the truest ROI is investing in yourself because it continues to give back over and over again, then I invite you to schedule a call, share a little bit about yourself, and uh, see how we might be able to help serve you with the Investor Mindset Coaching. You can head right over to InvestorMindset.com slash discovery, set up a call, and if there's an opportunity to serve, I'll be right there with you. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 